Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about self-awareness and how it's connected to our self-love and um, why it's so important to be aware of all aspects of ourself. Okay, so self-awareness is conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Um, But it also was described in a really good way on another source, which they described it as the ability to see ourselves clearly, to understand who we are, um, how others see us, and how we fit into the world in general. And I think both of those descriptions are so beautiful because it really wraps up um, that self-awareness is the whole picture of you, right? It's not just seeing the things you want to see or the good parts of you, but looking at all parts of you, even the parts that we consider to be bad, right? Um, And to, when you're aware of all of you, the good and the bad, then we can be healthy in this aspect of saying, this is something that I, you know, have within my personality, within my triggers, within my, um, relationships. And so now that I'm aware, I can be, you know, the first step is being aware, knowing you right. And then the next step is being able to, um, you know, care for yourself in that way. So, um, self-awareness is super important when you're loving yourself, because if you're not aware of how you're acting, how you're behaving, uh, where your emotions are coming from, what you're driven by, right? Um, the belief systems that you're holding onto and that are actually running your life. Um, if you don't know any of that, then it's really, really hard to be in control of you, right? And be in control of your outcomes in your life, um, to be, to be heading towards things that you desire, because really, if you're not, if you're not the person directing the boat, then you're just kind of flowing wherever someone else is guiding you, right? Um, and whether that be society, whether that be, um, you know, parents or um, partners in your life, um, being self-aware is really important. Um, and it makes for the people that are self-aware end up being um, more in their power, right? Um, in a positive way, not power over other people, but power within themselves, right? Um, and then feeling more confident because they know themselves. Um, they are more creative. They're more fulfilled in their lives. They have better relationships. They're less likely to be people that are going to steal and cheat from others because they are aware of what's going on with themselves, right? And they're they're so focused on... Um, uh, you know, being true to themselves rather than trying to control the outside um, circumstances. Cause that's really what stealing and cheating is, is you're uh, worried that you're not going to get the things that you want or that you can't be the way that you want to be. So you try to lie and steal and cheat um, and control other people really essentially, right? So that you can do those things that you want to do. Um, and so that is one of the things that it's really, it curbs that behavior for the people that are really self-aware, right? Um, and then the people that are self-aware are better at work. They get more advances. They're better off financially, we have found in, in statistics, and they become better leaders, right? Just And I think a lot of it comes from because they're, they're more... I think when you get to that place where you can accept all parts of yourself and you can accept 
those dark things that you don't want others to know or others to see. But if you accept it, then no one can hurt you with it, right? Like no one can be like, oh, look at that nasty thing that's about you. And then you can say, well, yeah, I actually already know and I'm working on it. And so, you know, you can't hurt me with it because I already know I'm already there. I'm already healing from it. So, right. Um, okay, so there was some really great statistics on self-awareness, and I was actually really surprised by the statistics. Um, so 95% of people surveyed think that they're, they are self-aware, right? So 95% of us out there believe that we're self-aware, but really when they did the work and when we like, um, like went in to see if those people are actually self-aware, we found out that 10 to 15% are only actually self-aware. So around 80% of us are running around thinking that we're self-aware and we're living on autopilot societal beliefs. We're living for other people and running this old programming that doesn't really, isn't something that we want. So essentially it's like you're, be, you're asleep, right? You're just like this person running around, you think you're making your own choices, you're having good and bad experiences, right? Um, predominantly, you're having, you know, average experiences. And then you're wondering, like, why am I so disconnected? Why are my marriages failing? Why is this? Why is that? Right? Um, why are my friends, you know, treating me like crap? Um, and it's because, essentially, you're not aware to the all of you, right? So there's that other layer. We got to get a little bit deeper and that's what being self-aware really is. Um, so, um, thinking isn't knowing. And that was one of the things that they kind of found out in the research was that people, um, think that they know, right. About themselves, but they really didn't. So, um, that was like a clear indication that people needed to really do a lot of, um, not introspection, because I think that they actually, the statistics found that introspection was what made people more depressed, <laughs> which is so sad, but more of like figuring out what, you know, what do I really believe if I have to consciously think about things? What do I really want in my life? What is my true behavior in relationships? What am I actually doing in life, right? Um, where am I going? What is my, what are my goals? All that kind of stuff, right? So um, psychologists have found that we make up reasons to questions with why. Um, if someone asks you, why are you doing this? Or why are you voting for this president? Whatever, right? Something simple like that. People make up reasons that sound really good, but on a large scale level, psychologists say that we're actually just making them up. They're not actually real. There's no real truth to them. And then we actually start to believe our own lies. And that's why 95% of people actually believe the perception of I am self-aware when it's really not true, right? Um, so when we create these fake answers of why we want something or why we're doing something, right? Because we're kind of like on the spot, like, why do you want this? Why are you doing this? And then we're making up those answers. Um we're, um, we're going away from our real selves and away from the truth of like being really, truly aware of what we really want and, and all those things. So, um, I'll go into a little bit more of how to like end that cycle a little bit later. Um, cause they did a really great study, um, on it and it's kind of more into the, um, later information. But um, they said that the people that who have healthy self-awareness ask what instead of why, 
and the questions um, trap up because the question why traps us into to looking in the rear view mirror, right? Instead of um, being really focused, forward focused for our future. Um, so make so they ask what versus um, the why, and we'll go into that. Um, so essentially, um, somebody something will come up in, in someone's life, right? Um, and if you start asking what or why, you'll get um, kind of like a like those made up answers or those fake answers or a negative answer or looking in the rear view answer. So I'm going to give you kind of an example to something that happened in my life. Um, and we'll do the what and why like verses so that you could kind of see how different the energy changes, um, how our mindsets kind of go to a completely different place. Um, and then you can do this exercise for yourself on your own stuff. Okay, so when I was diagnosed with cancer when I was in my early 20s, um, I... Um, a lot of people actually asked me, why do you, why do you think that you got cancer? Um, and so, and initially I started kind of questioning myself, why did I get cancer? Right. But if we change this, these questions that I asked myself, why? So like, why did I get cancer? Why did I lose my breasts? Um, why couldn't I feed my children like I desired? Right. Um, all those were really depressing answers and they were actually answers that, um, like I said, were kind of almost like made up, like doesn't really get to the heart of the matter. Right. Um, and it just made me look in the negative direction in the rear view mirror. But if I flip those around, instead of saying, why did I get cancer? And I said, what has cancer given me? Right? What, what is this? What is cancer giving me the opportunity like for? What am I gaining from this? Right? And when I asked myself what, I came up with a million of beautiful things, right? Um, so in the middle of going through it, I would have probably answered that um, it it was a changing point in my life. Um, it was probably one of my first big spiritual awakenings because when you go through something where you're like facing um, death in its eye, right? And you're like, oh my God, I could lose my life here. Um, it, it makes you really put a lot of things into perspective, like what's important to you, um, and, and so back then my answer would have been, um, that what I was getting was a chance to really see life in, um, a shifted way than I was seeing it before. And, and it was kind of like I was getting a brand new set of eyes to being grateful for everything on a daily basis, being grateful for the small things that I was like giving up for granted, right? Like, for example, my breast, I, I was giving, um, I was thinking my whole entire life that I would just just have these breasts for the rest of my life. And I really took them for granted. And then when they were taken away, now my, my fake breast, I'm really thankful, right? That I still get to have that feminine part of me, right? It's um, a really, um, you don't realize what a, what a huge part of your body, um, a piece of your body is until you you lose it, right? So, um, so that's how I would have answered it then. And then also, um, why did I, why did I lose my breasts? Um, so the, if I asked instead, what did I get in replace of my breasts? Um, I, instead I got, um, my fake breasts, right. Which do the job, which are just as beautiful. Um, and, um, I also received on my journey, I got to connect with so many other women, right? So many women going through this struggle, I got to go through it myself and then I got to be the light and I got to be the, um, the guide for so many other women after me. 
especially being a young cancer survivor. Um, anytime there was another young cancer survivor that, you know, just starting families or having young kids, um, I got to be the one to be the shoulder to cry on. I got to be the one to give them the lifting inspiration. And that was something that I would never take back. It has changed me for the rest of my life. And I still do this today, you know, I'll probably do it till the day that I die. Right. Um, and then why couldn't I feed my children? Well, what did I find when I didn't get to feed my children like normal? Well, so when you're, when you lose something, right? Um, when something's taken away from you, the ability to do something, um, you realize how precious it is, right? So you, so you find the gratitude in it. And then I found this beautiful journey of going to, um, so many moms, I would say like, gosh, I don't even know how many moms I met that donated their, their breast milk to my children so that my children could eat breast milk for gosh. So it was family, friends, um, women I didn't even know over all over Washington and Oregon who would travel even sometimes travel hundreds of miles just to bring me and my children milk so they could eat. And like, it brought me to tears. It almost brings me to tears thinking about just what a gift and what a beautiful thing that was for me and my family. And that I, um, actually got to recreate the breast, um, uh, breastfeeding, um, simulation with my children. I got to recreate that with some mechanisms that I, um, you know, learned about and found. And so my children essentially did get to breastfeed. They had breast milk going into their mouths. They got to be at my breast, which was one of the most important parts for me while they ate when they were first born. And so I got to, overcomes an obstacle. So that's what I gained. I gained that power of overcoming something, right? That normally I, if I would have just breastfed, I would have, wouldn't have had a challenge, right? Um, so it was a beautiful journey and I wouldn't give it back for the, the life of me. Um, so, um, another way to use this what versus why is, um, when you go through something and you're triggered, um, asking yourself, instead of like, why did this happen? Why am I so pissed off? Right. Um, ask what made me do that? What is it? And, and, you know, sit with that, um, try to really understand yourself and being self-aware at that level is being, um, uh, emotionally intelligent. And that's where we want to be right. To be healthy, happy, loving individuals and love ourselves. We need to be emotionally intelligent. And that's part of doing that. Um, so I really love this quote by Carl Jung that said, people will do anything, no matter how absurd to avoid facing their own souls. And I think that that's where this self-awareness piece really hits home for me, at least is it really just shows us, um, that people, you know, we're hardwired, right. To, to ignore, um, some things that are uncomfortable, right? To ignore things that, that maybe make us emotional, things that um, frustrate us, things that piss us off, right? Um, to ignore those things because we think at the time that it's gonna be easier if we just forget or ignore or run away from it. But really our souls are trying to communicate to us and are trying to tell us something deep, that something's important to our heart. So when you get really riled up about something or when you get really emotional about something or if something really hurts you, right? Um, that's a sign that your soul's kind of trying to point to something, right? It's trying to like point something out to you. Um, and I think we need to listen to that. Don't run away from, um, those signs and your emotions are signals. They're, they're like red flags and warnings or point pointers trying to point you in the right direction, trying to say, look at this, look at this, go this way, go this way. So listen to that and dig in and follow and understand yourself. Okay. 
Um, so, and then another really, really beautiful quote um, that I found was that um, by William Sparks, um, personal transformation occurs when we have the courage to face our own shadow. And that's the truth of like self-awareness is not just tunnel visioned on what we do well, but, but really embracing and accepting, accepting all of yourself and saying that our shadow is okay. Like it's like, we make it out to be the scary thing. Like I remember make, I used to make out to be the things that I didn't like about myself or that I didn't want the, the world to know so darn scary. But now that I've been facing and loving them, they're literally so small. Like they're so small in comparison to the beauty of the whole of who I am. Like I am such a powerful, beautiful, amazing, talented, you know, um, high vibrating, beautiful person that those things that I, you know, are, are a part of my journey and I'm not going to deny them. Right. But they're, but they're, they're small and there's something that I know that I can fill in with love. I don't need to focus them in as like something I need to run away or hide from. There's something that I can love on and that I can grow from and that I can heal from. Right. Okay. So let's talk about some 10 signs. Um, to show if you do lack self-awareness. That way that you can be aware, um, maybe if some, you hit some of these pointers that I'm gonna go over right now, um, you'll know um, that maybe that you do lack some self-awareness and then you can dig in and you can do some work, right? Okay, so first is how you have trouble understanding your own emotions and you have emotional outbursts and you can't describe how you feel. So sometimes you're like, you don't even know where things are coming from for yourself. Like you're freaking out over something and you don't even really know why, right? That's an indicator that you're not being self-aware. Um, you need to understand why you're being triggered. So look into your triggers um, and your frustrations and see what's going on with you, right? What, what is that linked to? And it's usually linked to trauma in your childhood, like we talked about in the previous episode. Um, so if you need to go back and listen to the shadow work episode, do it. It's so worth it. Um, next, you procrastinate. And then when you do procrastinate, you blame outside sources. I know that I have been... Um, really guilty of this, right? Is um, like I'd procrastinate and I'd be late to something and then I'd be like, oh, but I, um, it wasn't my fault because of all these outside things. Um, and so just, just take it. Just say like, I was late. I was running around with my head chopped off, trying to get my shoes on, trying to, I was late. I'm sorry. It's okay to be late. You're not a bad person if you're late. Okay. Just accept it and allow yourself to give yourself that grace. Um, next is you shut others down when they question your beliefs. So one thing that's really, really important about creating your personal beliefs, right? Because a lot of the times we're running on autopilot and we really are in this, um, uh, belief system that is really not even something that we have deemed ours, but that other people have really put onto us through our childhood and through our upbringing and our environments and things like that. Right. Um, so uh, when we go ahead and we sit down and we say, okay, um, these are my beliefs, right? And someone else comes in and says, oh, but these are my beliefs. If you don't give someone an opportunity to share their beliefs, you, you don't have to say that their beliefs are your beliefs because if you hear them and they just don't resonate with you and you don't feel good about thinking about them, then it's okay. Don't pick them up, right? But allow other people to have those conversations with you. It's okay to have intimate conversations with people about things that you don't believe in and not to get pissed and not to get heated. I know that there was like some people in my life that I could talk to about things and we could like learn from each other and like take what we wanted and leave what we didn't. And then there was others that would just get mad and like they'd be like, you're wrong. No, no. And they'd be like in my face. And I'd be like, it just felt icky. 
right? And I used to actually, when I was younger, I used to really be like one of those people that people that I was talking to had to believe what I like believed. And then I learned like, no, people don't have to believe like that's the beauty of this world. The diversity in our thoughts and the diversity in our perceptions is what makes this world beautiful. And I wouldn't change that now. And I don't ever try to change or put my beliefs on anybody else. Um, and that is just part of growing up and, you know, being emotionally intelligent and self-aware, right? Okay, so um, you have trouble staying on task. And now this doesn't really include things like ADHD. Obviously, that's like a whole separate thing. But, you know, you have trouble staying on task because you're just kind of everywhere. That's um, one uh, signal that you're not self-aware. Um, you make excuses for your failures. So you're really um, self-serving bias. And then you, you praise yourself when you do good things. But then when you do bad things, you're like, you just act like it doesn't exist. And you act like you're perfect, right? Or you just forget you can't even acknowledge them. We need to encompass all things. And, and, and that's uh, usually a person like that will also blame everyone else for all their problems. Um, so just make sure you're accepting your weaknesses. Um, you lack a sense of identity and authenticity. Or auth why can't I say that? Authenticity. Authenticity. Um, so... So if you don't really uh, know yourself, you can't really come from a real place, right? So that's what this whole self-awareness part is, is you just really be your true self, not somebody else's version of who you are, your true self. You find it difficult to emphasize um, with others and you can't explain the reasons for your actions either. So you, you have a hard time um, explaining why you did what you did, right? Um, you suppress your emotions and you have a hard time making realistic goals. All right, so let's um, dive into um, the tools to reach self-awareness. So really, really good one, um, meditation or solitude. I do this on a regular basis. I do this every day. I know for some people, they have a hard time thinking about getting into this. Um, I think we have in the society, we have the, this kind of backwards view of what um, meditation is exactly because we really b believe that you have to be like, like a Buddha, right? Like you have to like completely clear any thought from your mind and that's how you're going to um, achieve meditation. Not true at all. There's so many different forms of meditation. I won't go over, over them here, but know that you can research and just look into like guided meditations. You can do, there's laughing meditations, there's dancing meditations, there's all sorts of stuff. You can do so many things, right? But sitting with yourself, you'll really get a lot of answers. Um, next is, uh, journaling. So writing or logging your, out your emotions. I've been doing this recently and it is such a beautiful practice. I do it on the regular now because I really feel like it helps me be self-aware of where I'm at emotionally. Um, and the, I ask myself the questions, what, you know, and just really put that into practice. And it really helps train my mind to really go into the right place. Okay, next you can listen or ask for feedback. I just caution people when they're doing this to make sure that when you are doing this, um, you're taking it with a grain of salt for people that maybe have, um, if you have some abusive people in your life or people that just don't really have your best interest at mind, remember that um, maybe some of the things that they're saying could be a little inflated or to get to manipulate you. So just be careful, okay? Um, but it is good to listen to other people's feedback about you practice patience make you know that one used to be a really hard one for me but I am um, working on that one and um, it's really something that's really important to be self-aware is to practice that patience and know everything's gonna be okay just hold on to um, you know the divine timing right of your soul knows that there's a bigger picture in, in place 
Um, next, exercising empathy for other people. Like I said before, when you have grace and understanding for yourself, it's just easy and natural to have that for other people. Own up to your mistakes. Um, when you do something wrong, it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to have mistakes. And um, I've been doing that on the regular now. I've been saying it out loud to my people that are close and intimate with me. I tell them that I was wrong on something and, and it's okay to be wrong. Just to admit that, you know. Um, talk to yourself. So psychologists do say that people who talk themselves through their large problems and tasks have more success. So they are able to be successful in that area. Um, so don't feel like it's a crazy thing to be like able to talk to yourself, even if you need to do it out loud, talk to yourself through something, you know. And then there was a really great um, author. Her name was Tasha Urich, and she wrote the book Insight. If you want more about the self-awareness piece, it's awesome. Um, she has tons of, she's the one with the statistics and the what versus why um, reasoning. And her three steps to becoming self-aware was make the decision first that I want to know the truth. And then second, to get feedback from other people that um, you trust and love. And then three, ask what instead of why. So that is, I think, a beautiful place to really start. And um, I think that these are some really great tools to get us on the right track. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm so thankful you joined me about this self-awareness piece. And um, don't forget, love yourself. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Mm -hmm.